I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcasts, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit Gator Frame works.com product provided in exchange for promotional consideration i'm al john go co-host of the disney list podcast as heard on sorcerer radio as well as skull rock podcast here with my wife Kristen. hello hello you are an earmarked agent who books disney travel vacations for people all the time give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano of Star Wars The Clone Wars and That's So Raven, and you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? Broadcasting live from Music City. Walt Disney's... WDW Tiki Room, the show about all things Disney. Hey, Michael, me amigo. Pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. And what darling people I have sitting under me. With Kristen and Al John. They better start the show rolling. WDW Tiki Room, the show about all things Disney on Sorcerer Radio. It is our Stan Lee Marvel's Age of Ultron special. The Avengers are back. They're fighting Ultron. And the generally smoke himself, Mr. Stan Lee, is... We actually uh, got some audio from the C2E2 convention last weekend. And uh, so we're going to hear Stanley talk about Marvel and about his comic heroes he helped create and being in the Marvel films, being part of the Marvel universe. So Kristen, before we get started, why don't we tell everybody about the deal everyone's talking about. Free dining is back. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. It's time for Disney Travel Deals. Now back to our show. Yes, it is. And now through July 10th, you can book that deal for arrival dates that are October 28th, or sorry, August 28th through October 
event, October 25th through the 31st, November 8th through the 19th, December 15th through the 21st, which is a lot less dates than there has been in the past. Um, guess who book a value resort will receive the quick service dining plan, but for the difference in price, you can upgrade to the basic or the deluxe. And guests who are staying at moderates, deluxe, and deluxe villas will receive the basic plan. And again, for the difference in cost, can upgrade to the deluxe. It does require a minimum stay of three nights with a maximum of 14. Guests must purchase a minimum two-day theme park ticket with, again, I'm saying with because this is new, park hopper or water park fun and more option. Now, there are resorts that are excluded and they do include the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Bay Lake Tower, Art of Animation, the Little Mermaid Standard View Rooms, Campsites, Three Bedroom Villas, the All-Star Movies Resort, as well as uh, Port Orleans or French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside, but those are only for dates for Riverside is October 25th through December 21st. (laughs) <laughs> tiring uh it's been a long day um so anyway once again did you get all that uh once again guests must stay a minimum of three nights and a maximum of 14 nights and then guests must also purchase a minimum of a two-day theme park ticket with park hopper or water park fun and more option so be sure to get with Kristen at magicaljourneysvacations.com that's her site and she'll be able to hook you up not only with a quote for your family but she uh, may also be able to uh uh, save you more money because if you got any other type of discounts and such, uh, she'll be able to apply them as well. Yes, I will. And Magical Journeys is an authorized Disney vacation planner. That's right. An earmarked agency. So go ahead. And it's our preferred agency here at WWE Teak Room. So thank you, Kristen, for that. Uh, once again, we're going to hear from Stan Lee momentarily. But quick reminder, next week on the show, more Marvel fun because we're going to hear from Mulan, the voice of Mulan herself, Miss Ming-Na Wen. She performs as uh, not only an awesome woman of S.H.I.E.L.D. I say woman, not lady or girl, but she's an awesome woman of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the Calvary. She doesn't like to be called the Calvary. You know, but Agent Melinda May Ming Na Wen will be joining us on the show along with Haley Atwell, Agent Carter. Haley Atwell was also in Disney Cinderella, playing Cinderella's mom. Very cool indeed. So the two women of Shield will be um, got, uh, I guess, C2E2 uh, interview coverage for from them from their panel with uh, Agent M Ryan Panagos, also uh, the digital uh, uh, the, the digital master behind uh, Marvel. So uh, we're going to hear from them next week on the show. But uh, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and launch into Mr. Stan Lee. We're going to also hear from the cast of the Avengers as the movie is open right now. Avengers Age of Ultron special. Uh, we had them on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago on the show on Sorcerer Radio, and you can download highlights of that at www.teakroom.com. You can also listen and stream through Stitcher and on iTunes. But uh, without any further ado, here is the man himself, Stan Lee. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. I'm going to show you something beautiful. For mercy. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in strings.
started us on. Nothing lasts forever. business. I don't know how he does it all. He is the inspiration behind so many characters we love and probably the reason a lot of us are here today. Not to mention one of the most good-looking men here. Please welcome Mr. Stan Lee! The best part of this is having a hug from Carol when I begin. Uh, Everything else will be an anticlimax. You know what? I'm just happy I get to sit here by you. You're amazing. I, I know. I, you're the reason everyone's here. Of I mean, course. So, I, I'm, I wasn't joking when I said you're probably the hardest working man. Is there anything at this point in your life that you want to accomplish that you haven't gotten the chance to do yet? Yeah, I'd like to get home early and... <laughs> That's a good one. No, I want to... See, I was doing cameos for a while. I've decided from now on to call them supporting roles. To, you elevate them a little. So I guess what I'm really hoping for is a starring role in the next movie. Um, I think I should be an Avenger. Now, you people, you fans, have a lot of influence on Hollywood. So the minute this ends, which will be in a few minutes, because I have nothing else to say. The minute this ends, you run to your desk and write a letter to the um, committees or whoever is in charge of these, to the movie studios, and just say it's about time Stan starred in one of the movies. Robert Downey Jr. is so lonesome being up there on the top with nobody to share that luster with. <laughs> what am I talking about? Would you create a new Avenger for yourself now? A new Avenger? Yeah, Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> No, the funny part is there's a rumor that I'm the watcher, so, <laughs> so I'm practically there. You, you notice I'm very shy about talking about myself. I, I have heard that rumor that you're the watcher. I like that rumor. Do you guys like that rumor? Okay, let's have uh, people who have questions line up in the aisles because we want to get to as many of you as possible. I have to answer questions. What if I don't know the answer? Then you can tell a lie. I'll do what I always do. I'll lie. Okay. 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 <laughs> you know, I wanted to say, welcome true believers and 
I've been using that expression so long, and it occurred to me as I was coming in here, I don't, I never told anybody, and they never told me what it is that the true believers believe. We just call them true believers. I have no idea what it is you believe, so maybe next time we get together, if you could let me know what the hell true believers means. True believers means we believe in you. See why I like the kid? <laughs> Let's take our first question over here. Hey, I'm Sarah from Chicago. It's just one cameo is seriously done. If I don't, they're going to be sorry. <laughs> they're going to lose their next battle. No, actually, um, they even have a new one coming out, a new series. Um, what is it? It's the name of a bird, I forget, featuring a girl. Oh, I forget her name. Mockingbird. And I'll probably get a cameo on that. I'm due for another cameo on Carter. I'm due for uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm just surprised they didn't make me the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's another thing you can write letters about. <laughs> Thank you. Great question. Hi. Hello, my name is Eric. I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm wondering, who would rather be, Magneto or Cyclops? Well, Cyclops is definitely a good guy. Magneto, we're not sure about, but I'd rather have Magneto's power. I mean, boy, it would be great. Thank you. Hi. Hi, my name is Alan from Malaysia. Um, Malaysia, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to know of all creators that have created and created, you like redo and why? That, um, I guess um, Iron Man, Tony Stark. After all, he's handsome, he's wealthy, the women love him, and when he puts on his armor, he's about the strongest guy in the world. I can't think of anything, of any reason not to want to be Tony Stark. In fact, I should have called him Stan Lee. That would have been more exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi, my name's Patrick from Chicago. Uh, I was wondering, what is the one thing you're the most proud of in your career? You have done? Being here tonight, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you people are great. I've never been to a better convention. You're all so friendly. You probably think I'm somebody else. But um, no, I've had a great time, and this is a high point, you might say. Thank you. Thank you. I stand. My name's Andrew in Chicago. Mike for is Rods. Uh, as uh, the Godfather of comics, what would you say you would hope last impression of all the stories that comics tell? What do you think society should take away? What meaning should we find in these stories? What meaning? Yeah. What meaning as a society should you find in the comic book stories? Well, there are means for the publishers to make a lot of money if you buy them. <laughs> I don't know. You know, comic books and the comic book movies they're for entertainment. We're in the business of entertainment. We are entertainers, or we try to be. We don't always succeed. And if we can feel, all of us who are in the business, whether it's movies or comic books or television or just making speeches up here, if we can make an audience happy, thrill them, excite them, make them laugh, make them care about the stories, then we've succeeded. So, so far, the people at Marvel have been pretty successful. You can tell by the movies and the result of the movies. They haven't called any movie, they haven't had my name in the title yet, so I'm not completely successful, but I'm still waiting. 
Thank you. I think I have a way of answering a question without actually answering it. The, re the reason is, I'm not trying to avoid the question. I talk so much that by the time I'm sort of at the end of what I'm talking about, I forget what the question was. That's okay. We just love everything you have to say. Yes. I'm Tim. I'm from Western Springs, one of Chicago's many suburbs. And I was wondering, of all of the comics and TV shows that are out right now, are there any that are making you think, wow, that's really cool, I wish I could have a hand in that? Something that impresses you and you think would be really fun to work on? All of them, really. I don't know why they haven't asked me to direct at least half of them. Um, no, I, to me, they're all wonderful. Even the ones, to show you how fair-minded I am, even the ones that I didn't create, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I am so jealous of them! It's such a big hit! But um, I love them all, and I, what was the question again? Would you... Like, let's say Daredevil or S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, or even the Avengers, if you could influence and be more directly involved with any oh, of Oh, I'd love to be directly involved. No, the problem is time. Seriously, I've been asked to do bigger roles. But if I did, it would mean I'd have to be on the set for a long time. And I can't do that because I have another little company that I work with. And we are too busy. I can't, I can't stay out of town too long. I don't know if you know my other little company. It's called POW. Entertainment, P-O-W, and that, oh, you know it, good. And of course, POW stands for Purveyors of Wonder, and we're doing a new superhero now that you'll probably be seeing in sometime next year, and uh, it's called the Annihilator. Ooh. <laughs> so just watch for the Annihilator, and the next time we're at the convention, we can talk all about it. That sounds like a good plan. Thank you. Hi. Hi, I'm Sand. I was wondering if there was part of like. Any part of. Well, I don't know how famous I am, but um, <laughs> I know when I go home at night, my wife says, "Take out the garbage." But no, if, if I am famous, I like every bit of it. I, I love somebody coming over to me and say, by the way, and I think you're Stan Lee, and I, I loved your stories, and I want to thank you. That's a wonderful feeling when people do say and do things like that. So anybody who doesn't enjoy that sort of thing is nuts. Thank you. Hi. Uh, hi, I'm Michael. I'm Willowbrook, another Cog suburb. I'm a big fan of Marvel Universe, and thank you for creating them. And my question is, uh, here's all these new renditions of all your characters. How do you feel using I created that? You've No, don't do that. I don't... You have to forgive me, even though I seem like a model of physical perfection. I don't hear as well as I did, and thank you for helping me. You're welcome. But, um... I love the movies that they have made. I love the fact that they take the ideas that I originally came up with and they make them seem so big and so important and they're on the screen and people love them and I get a lot of credit for them and I really have nothing to do with the movie. I feel like a phony. Everybody, th oh boy, this Stanley, he did that, those movies and all I did was a little cameo. Oh, but wait, I'll tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you why the cameos are more important than you may think and why they have helped Marvel make all that money. But keep it among you, you keep it to yourselves. If this gets out, it may change everything. The cameos, as you know, are very brief. Some of them are only five seconds long or less than that. Now picture this. A guy and his date are at the movie and they're watching Spider-Man or X-Men or the Avengers or whatever and the movie ends and they say, I didn't see your cameo. I must have been bending down for some popcorn and I missed it. 
Well, what do they do if they didn't see my cameo? They run back to the box office. They buy another ticket, because obviously nobody wants to miss my cameo. So I figure that half of the money that they make on those movies is because of my cameos. <laughs> That's why they keep them so short. They're not so dumb. That's great insight. But that's a secret. <laughs> it's, your secret's safe with us. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. My name's Alfred. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I've been in many cameos on Night of Marvel and T. I was wondering, do you ever be a make a cameo in T movie? <laughs> Did you ever make a cameo? Well, I'm such a ham, I'd probably make a cameo in any movie. <laughs> In fact, what, um, the fellow who did Clerks and who did Mall Rats, Kevin. Kevin Smith. I'm gonna. I have a bigger role in his next movie. Don't miss that one. But, but as far as DC is concerned, you know, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, I did a series of books for DC. Believe it or not, and they're called "What If Stan Lee Had Created," and one of them was Superman, one was Batman, Wonder Woman, on and on. And I wrote it the way I might have created the characters. And they actually published them, about 12 books. So I think now I've heard rumors that they may be starting a new thing in comics where they're going to take those things I did and they'll make a series of them. I don't know that it's definite, but a number of people have told me they're considering it. So the next thing you know, I may, maybe I'll do a cameo in the next Superman movie. But you know what I'll do? I'll do it badly. <laughs> No, it's impossible for me to do anything bad. <laughs> Thank you. It is impossible for you to do anything badly. I agree with you on that. Yes. Hi, my name is Caitlin. I'm Chicago. Um, the X-Men movies, well, the X-Men comic book, but the movies, like the point, were so great. The cast amazing. And right now I'm studying casting at Kabea College. And I was wondering, out of like everyone who's ever been cast in one of the Marvels, which one do you think was the best, like the best person for that role? The best. Well, I would have to say that Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man... <laughs> is the greatest example of casting. But they're all good. The guy who plays Thor, it's funny. Chris Hemsworth. I was, I was with him the other night. I didn't know it was him. <laughs> He's wearing a suit. His hair is like a crew cut. And he looked like just a normal, nice-looking guy. But when he puts on that long hair and they make him look so strong... Uh, what was the question? Best. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that, um, you know, really, when I think about it, they're all cast wonderfully. Probably the best one is one you've never thought of. The Fantastic Four, the guy who played the thing. Nobody could have done it like he did it. But they're all good. I love them all. Thank you. Great question. Thanks. Hi. Hi, uh, my name is Celeste. Uh, I'm from San Diego. I go here. Um, my question is, you've recently you've been speaking a lot about Big Hero 6 2. Um, I was wondering if you could uh, confirm that for us. And if it does happen, would you want a longer cameo with Red fighting crime? Oh, well, obviously I'm the whole reason for the success of Big Hero 6. <laughs> That's an open secret. I, you know, I'd like a bigger role in everything. It's up to the people who do the movie. But I must admit, I've been very nice to the director of Big Hero 6. I send him little notes telling him how much I like the movie and asking him if he'd like to have lunch or dinner with me. It'll be on me. I don't know if he realizes what I'm getting at, but I try. I try. <laughs> of course, there'll be a second one. 
I'm sorry, I, I didn't know that was the question. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, hi. Hi, my name I is... I want him to change the name to Big Hero Stan, but that comes later. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Hi, Stan. My name is Sean. I'm from Belleville, Illinois, and I just wanted to ask, you know that thing that you made? I wanted how you felt like, what you think of it. Could you repeat the question? Okay. When you created the Spider-Verse thing, what did you think of it? The Spider... Are you talking about Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. When I created Spider-Man, what did I think about, think about him? I thought, what a work of genius. <laughs> hey, did I ever tell you how Spider-Man came into being at the publishing company? All right, I'm going to tell you a story. It'll probably bore the hell out of you because it, it's a true story and I'm better at fiction, but maybe it'll be all right. I had already done a couple of superheroes for Marvel, I forget which, I think the Fantastic Four, maybe the Hulk, I don't remember. And my publisher said, I want you to come up with a new superhero, I think we're on a roll. So when you try to dream up a new superhero, the first thing you have to think of is what power will he have? And I couldn't think, I mean, the Thing was the strongest guy, the torch could burst into flame, the Hulk was this, that, I, what slept? And I saw a fly crawling on the wall, and I thought, oh man, if I could have a character who can crawl on walls like a fly, that was the first bit of it. And, um... I then think of a name for this character. I didn't like Fly Man. I thought of Insect Man, Mosquito Man. Nothing sounded right. And then I thought of Spider Man. It just sounded so dramatic, you know? So I said, hey, that's cool. I'll call him Spider Man. No, I'm lying to you. Because in those days, I don't think we had the word cool. I probably said, that's groovy. But anyway. Then I thought I'd make him a teenager so he'd be different. Then I thought I'd give him a lot of personal problems. Because I realized I never knew if Clark Kent had personal problems or if Batman had personal I felt we ought to have a hero who's like anybody else who has personal problems. So I went rushing into my publisher. I was so excited. And I said, I got just the character you want. I want to call him Spider-Man. He'll be a teenager and he's got a lot of personal problems. The publisher looked at me and said, that is the stupidest idea I have ever heard. He said, first of all, people hate spiders, so you can't call a hero Spider-Man. You can't make him a teenager, because teenagers can only be sidekicks. And you want him to have personal problems. He said, Stan, don't you know what a superhero is? They don't have personal problems. So you can imagine how cheerful I felt when I left the office. But we had a magazine we were about to kill. It was called Amazing Fantasy. I loved it, but it wasn't selling that well, and we were going to drop it. Now, when you kill a magazine, nobody cares what you put in the last issue, because it's the last issue. Just to get it out of my system, I put Spider-Man in that last issue and featured him on the cover. About a month later, after the sales figures came in, my publisher called me into the office and he said, Hey, Stan, do you remember that character of yours, Spider-Man, that we both liked so much? <laughs> he said, Why don't you do a series? And that's how Spider-Man was born. <laughs> True story. Chicago, a question. Out of all the Marvel characters, which... All of them. 
I can't believe they're all so wonderful. No, it really is like asking a parent who's his favorite child. But I will say, if I had to make a selection, it would probably be Spider-Man. Thank you. Hello, my name's Emmett. I'm Chicago. Um, a while ago, I did a report on you, and I dressed up, and if you send K, but I was wondering if you can sign a picture of me dressed up as you. He will sign it, but you got to find him downstairs. We can't do it right now. I'm sorry. Can Don't hate me, it? everyone. All right. Can I show it to you, though? You take it? Yeah, here. You can bring it up to me. I couldn't understand what he said. I couldn't understand her answer, so I'm totally mystified by what's happening. <laughs> Should I be getting up? Oh, I've been on the screen all the time, and I wasn't looking. What's your name? Oh, that's no fair. If I want to look at myself, I get the back of my head. But you can see me. You're the lucky ones. Stan, what? this is you. Emmett as you, doing a school report. I don't see that well either. <laughs> it's him. Oh, he's dressed up as me. What a wonderful one. What a, he, he looks like me. What a great looking guy. Where is he? Can you sign it for him? Sure, if you hold the mic. Now we're going to sign it. I was told to sit down again. One last look, though. Oh, wait, here. <laughs> Hold it up. Oh, yeah. He says thank you. Is this where I was? Oh, we were there. Here. I don't have a good memory either. Thank you, Emmett. That was an awesome picture. Okay. Yes? What character did you have the most fun creating? I think the Hulk. Because... Nobody believed, nobody believed that I was serious. I said, I wanted to do a lovable monster. I said, Stan, you've been working here too long. Yeah, the whole. Thank you. Hey, Stan, this is James from Chicago. I know this might be against the rules, but uh, if you have a favorite DC character. Yeah, I have one. And damn it, I can't think of his name. He play, he's like a good bad he's like a bad guy he's very tough and oh oh Jesus this is terrible it's a one word title what did they say did somebody shout it out Ooh, no not Roebuck I think they're saying it and I can't hear him but I think they're saying Bane, Bane? is it Bane no He's very ugly and he's very strong. I don't know if they're still publishing it. A few years ago they were publishing it. He was from another planet, I think. Not Robo. Lobo. Dark side. Wait, wait, something that sounds like Logo. It starts with an L. Yeah. Lobo? Yeah, Lobo. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I liked it because it was so un-DC-ish, you know? It wasn't like their usual characters, so they probably don't publish it anymore because they wouldn't stay with a good character too long. No, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Thank you. Lobo, that was it. Hi, Stan. My name is Angel, um, and I was wondering, 
out of, I'm a huge Iron Man fan, so uh, out of the Iron Man universe, what has been your favorite story arc and what is your favorite suit? I'll start with that. I hated the Iron Man suit of armor when first created the character. It, just, it was so simple and dull looking, and every few issues I'd have some artist change the way it looked. I felt we never got it right until they did the movie, and that's the way the armor should look. Now, what was the first part of the question? Well, I, I liked the story in the beginning when he fell in love with his secretary and he had this weak heart and he didn't want to tell her he loved her and he felt he couldn't marry her because it wouldn't be fair to her to marry a guy who, whose heart could fail at any moment. And I like the pathos there. He's the richest, one of the handsomest guys in the world. This girl loves him and he can't marry her he can't even become her lover because he's afraid it wouldn't be fair to her I, and i like the idea of a superhero having that problem there wasn't any one particular issue i had that going on for a long time in the beginning now he doesn't seem to care about that <laughs> he just has that little light shining in there and i think he finds it very attractive and the girls like it and that's it thank you hi stan my name is candace from detroit and i was wondering what you did overcome writer's block I never really had writer's block. Um, I don't. I don't know how. I, seriously, the easiest thing in the world is to come up with ideas. We all do it. When I go to a convention, inevitably there are at least a dozen little kids who look like they were just born ten minutes ago. They look so young, and they all say, "Look at the new character I created," and they show me little sketches, and they're all clever ideas. Everybody has ideas. I think. As far as writer's block goes, once you get the idea, you've got to figure out how do I write it so it'll affect the most people read it. And that could lead to a writer's block if you worry about it too much. I never worried because I felt I don't care if anybody else likes it. I'm going to write what I like. And I'm very easy to please by myself. <laughs> and... To be serious for a moment, if any of you want to be writers, so many writers try to write stories that they think other people will like. What, what should I put here that they'll like? Don't worry about other people. Write stuff that you like, that you think is great and exciting and interesting, because I hate to tell you this, you're not that different than almost everybody else, and neither am I. If there's something you like, a lot of other people will like it, and I have found if there are any stories I like, other people like them too. So forget about writer's block. Just write stuff you like and go with the flow. Great advice. And great question. Thank you. Is my, is my picture still up there? Do I look okay? Damn, they ought to have it so we could see it too. Oh well. Yes. Hi, I am Sammy. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I was wondering, can you tell us anything about the like the movies that have not come out yet, like spoilers, uh, and about your cameo? You want spoilers? What? I didn't hear that. Movies that haven't come back. No, I can't. First of all, I really don't know. Don't call me and tell me. Wait a minute. There's a screen there. I can see both of us. Oh, you look great. Well, I look like me. <laughs> Anyway, um, I really don't know. I know that Ant-Man is in the works, and I know they're planning to do a Doctor Strange, and they're planning to do a Black Panther, and so forth. 
but I can't tell you anything about them because I don't know anything. I don't know any more than you do. I only know what I read in the papers until I do my cameo. Thank you. A picture just went away. Why am I looking at type now? Oh, there we are. We're back again. Um, Stan. Yes. Um, do you know of Y Palmer? No, I do not. Oh. Well, that ends that. Come on, man. Uh, I was going to ask you what your favorite webcomic is, but, uh... Okay, well, thank you. Did you have another question? You can think about it for a minute. We'll go over now here. Now I have to go home and ask people who blood co- what blood comics is. Suddenly I have a new problem. Thanks a lot. Hi, I'm Aiden Awesome. I rock. Uh, he's, um, I'm from uh, Northfield, Illinois. I rock. And I want to ask, um, when people like May, different characters, Spider-Man, Fire, and May, do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel good about it, because they do all the work currently, and I still get a lot of credit for it. I feel great. <laughs> a lot of people think I had something to do with Guardian of the Galaxy. And, you know me, I don't say I didn't. I say, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I think he was asking about web comics. Oh, I've got to be honest. I, I don't, I'm not able to look at them. I don't have the time, and I don't see that well, so I couldn't appreciate them anyway. I do not see the comic comics on. I even do a strip, Spider-Man, which is in the newspapers, and it's also on the web, but I never see it, which is really tragic. I don't want to make you all feel that bad, but my eyes and, and my hearing aren't as good as they used to be. Luckily, I'm as charming and as wonderful as I was, so that makes up for it. By the way, how do you know where to point? How do you know where the interrogator is? I've been in here all weekend. Can you see the people who Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Couldn't have it. Um, I'm Andrew from the Slips of Wondering, your favorite Spider-Man. You mean actor who's played? Uh, The one, which... Which Spider-Man? The actors. Oh, oh, I love the Spider-Man visa. I love the Spider-Man comics. I love the Spider-Man toys. It is such fun. Wherever I go, I see a little kid wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt or with a Spider-Man lunchbox or with a Spider-Man something. He's all over the place like Mickey Mouse used to be. I don't know if that answers the question, but I get a big kick out of that. He likes he likes that Spider-Man omnipresent everywhere. Thank yeah, you. I really do look good. There's a picture there of the two of us. Wow. Keep talking so I can look at these pictures. Um, hello, Stan. My name Honor. I'm from Illinois, and I was wondering... From where? What do you think is the most important part in your career of comics? Probably being here right now. This is like the epitome. <laughs> No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed everything I've done all the time. Not that there haven't been problems, not that there haven't been things to worry about, but it's been a very exciting time. And it is so exciting to me to come up with a story or an idea or a concept and to find out later that people like it. And you can't stop doing it. Like I told you, we're working on a movie called The Annihilator. I have about five others. And it's as much fun doing those as it was coming up with the super... In fact, wait, I have a new one. In England, we just sold one called Dan Lee's Lucky Man. It's going to be a new show on television in England. Then it'll come to States. I hate the title. I called it Luck of the Devil. But they thought that would scare people away. So they called it Stan Lee's Lucky Man, which is ridiculous. But if it's a big hit, I'm going to love the name. So anyway, um, I can't wait, and, and you better not wait. When you see it advertised here in the States, you better watch it, because it's very good. Thank you. Hi, I'm Charlotte Chicago. I was wondering, how did you get the idea of Daredevil? 
Well, I had done so many others, I couldn't think of any new powers. And then it occurred to me, the power of smell and touch and sound, if a guy had th those magnified, and I don't know what made me think of him being blind, but it just came to me. And it's a funny thing about that. I was a little bit afraid that people who, had, who were really blind and charities that took care of blind people might resent having a hero who, oh, he may be blind, but he can do all these wonderful things. Maybe they'd think I, I shouldn't have done that, and it worried me. And what happened was, after Daredevil came out in magazine form, we got such great letters from the Lighthouse for the Blind and all those other companies saying how great they thought it was that we made a blind man a hero. What a relief that was. I don't know what originally made me think of it, but it was just, we're always trying to think of something different that the public won't expect that will surprise the reader. And I figured a blind superhero would certainly be a surprise. And he's become one of my favorite characters. In fact, there's good, uh, is he on television already? Yes. Yeah, I hear he's doing very well. He's, the good. series is phenomenal. Great. Thank you. I ought to get a cameo there. Wait for the call. Yeah, they need to get you on that show. Hi, my name is Dave Chicago. I want to ask, what your favorite event time? I answered that a few minutes ago, me being here. I don't know. Um, there have been so many great things. I'm not a guy who's good at what, what's your favorite or... Every, every event has been exciting. I had, to go to, I had to go to Washington when President Bush was the president, and I got some sort of a, a medal because of the work I had done at Marvel. That was pretty exciting. And I'm here being interviewed by you, by a gorgeous girl, and all you great people. And that's, I'm lucky. Everything in my life seems to be exciting. I'll go home on the... I, I came on the plane, and as I left, the pilot opened the door, and he said, I want to thank you for flying with us. I don't know how he knew I was on the plane. But that was so flattering. <laughs> Although I'll tell you a thing, when I had to get on the plane to come here, the guy said, oh, you're Stan Lee, the guard standing there. He said, you're Stan Lee, well, I'm a big fan. Then he said, put out your arms, and he started feeling me like I was any... <laughs> so sometimes it doesn't do you any good to be a so-called celebrity. They still search you when you get off the plane or on the plane. And what am I rambling on about here? You're, you're just educating all of us of what, it like, of what it's like to be stamped, so we're all... Thank you. Thank you. I'm Blake. Oh, wait, wait, one second. Hold that thought. I thought of something else. If you want to talk about dumb things, speaking of the airlines, they have a rule. I don't know if it's in every state, but in New York at the airport, if you're 72 years old or older, you don't have to take off your shoes when you pass through security. I'm older than 72, so I'm lucky I keep my shoes on. But I've wondered, does that mean if you're 73 years old, you can't be a terrorist? I mean, what made them pick the arbitrary age of 72? I don't feel safe with a 73-year-old guy getting on without his shoes being examined. And I wish somebody would do something about that. I've been meaning to tell about that. That's a good point. It's a very good point. I'm sorry. Now, I, in I interrupted the person who... No, it's good. Yes, hi. Um, I'm Blake Wynn from Wabash, Indiana, and I was wondering, like, your experience as a fan's favorite thing to do, like the photograph, the meet-greet, the autographs? Oh, I love it all. I, when somebody comes over and says, hey, are you Stan Lee, and would you sign something, or could I take a picture with you? It's so flattering. I mean, it's so great. I, I, I love it all. Um, 
Yeah, I can't even think of a funny answer. It, it's really nice when a fan comes up to you and says, I want to thank you for the stories written. I'd like to answer and say, I want to thank you for the money you spent on things. <laughs> but that wouldn't be nice. Thank you. Hi, Stan. My name's Hen, and my question for you, if Jack Kirby and Joel Simpson wouldn't have created Captain America, would you have created him? Probably not. You never know what you would have created. And I was very lucky when I came to work for the company, which was then called Timely Comics. Joe Simon and Jack Kirby had already created Captain America. That was the first character that I wrote. At one point, they asked me to write some of the Captain America stories. Fun. But somehow or other, after a while, people stopped buying the books. Not because I was writing them. I didn't write that many. But they weren't interested in a character that had to do with patriotism and the war and so forth. I don't know why, but it didn't sell. And then years later, I, just, I liked the character so much, I decided to bring him back. But this time, I thought I'd concentrate on his personality. I'd have him come back. He had been frozen. I froze him in an ice glacier somewhere for 20 years. He had fallen off a plane and he landed in the ice and he wasn't killed. The ice kept him alive for 20 years. And one day a ship discovers him and he's back. But he felt like an anachronism. He was from a time when everybody was patriotic and loved the, the army. And I brought him back at a time when people hated the Korean War and they didn't like the military that much and I said I'm gonna make them like Captain America anyway and we were lucky we made the character popular and that's too long an answer for a very simple question I'm sorry no it was perfect thank you I'm uh, Kevin from Geneva, Illinois, and uh, without you, comics wouldn't be half as amazing art. Deeply thank you. And uh, my question is, theoretical Stan Lee Avenger in maybe Avengers 3, uh, what is his role on the team? So you have Iron Man flying and shooting, you have Hawkeye using bow and arrow. What would Stan Lee be doing when he joined fight? You mean if I were in the Avengers, what would I do? Well, right away I would tell them they better listen and do what I want them to do or I'll give the movie a bad ending. So. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not likely to be in the movie except in a cameo, so I don't want you to be disappointed. I know you'll all go rushing out because you can't wait to see my starring role, but it'll just cameo. Thank you. I'm Luke Caldwell, and so I... Would you rather be, um, Tron? Not Ultron. Would I like to be what? The Hulk or Galactus? Is this the sort of thing they think about in Arkansas? <laughs> However, if I had my choice, <laughs> well, I think I'd rather be the Hulk, because here, he's here on our planet. If I was Galactus, I'd have to be in another uh, star cluster, and I wouldn't like that. Galactus wears a much more interesting costume. Um, it's not an easy choice. There's always somebody who comes up with a terribly difficult question. But I'm going to say the Hulk, just so I can hang around here, if I may. Good one. Thank you. Hi, my name is Julian, and I'm from Chicago, and my question is, who is your favorite Spider-Man that you created? I got it. I think, every so often I can hear something. I think um, Dr. Doom, and I'll tell you why. You may never have thought of this before. All Dr. Doom wants to do is rule the world. Now, any one of you could go up to a policeman on a street corner, tap him on the shoulder, and you could say, excuse me, officer, I want to rule the world. The cop can't do a thing about it. It is not against the law to want to rule the world. So to me, Dr. Doom isn't even a criminal. He's just a very ambitious person. 
who wears a Darth Vader type suit of, car, of armor. And that's why I like them. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chicago, and I've always wondered what made you want to start writing it, and the Jeff of the Marvel being big as it is now. You said you've been wondering about this time. This keeps you occupied? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I didn't want to do comics when I was young. I read them, I liked them, but I never thought of myself as being a comic book writer. I wanted to be a writer, and um, it was very difficult. I had a job as an usher at a theater, as delivery boy, as an office boy. I even wrote obituaries for the Associated Press. But I don't know if you know this, but every famous person who's alive has his obituary already written so that when he or she dies, they can publish it right away. They don't have to hurry up and write it. So my job was to write obituaries of living people, which got very depressing. And um, I wanted to be a novelist. I, I love reading stories like Sherlock Holmes. I love Charles Dickens. I love Mark Twain. I wanted to write books. But nobody was uh, begging me to do that at the time. And then I heard there was an opening at this company that published magazines. It was owned by the husband of a cousin of mine, so that's how I knew they, they needed an assistant. And I didn't know it was for comic books. They also published men's magazines, romance magazines, sport magazines, even things like their version of Playboy, which was before Playboy came out. So I went up to apply for the job, and it turned out that it was in the comic book department, which was run by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby and nobody else. It was a two-man operation, and they wanted an assistant to go down and bring them their lunch from the drugstore, bring a sandwich up, or erase the pages, or do some proofreading. It wasn't very glamorous, but at least I was in a publishing company, and that's how it started. And I never said, boy, I want to write comics. I just sort of fell into it, because while I was there, they say, hey, Stan, we, we need a new thing rewritten here. Would you do it? We're busy. Or would you come up with an idea for this? And little by little, I get into it. And then for some reason, they were fired. I never found out why. But I was the only guy left in the comic book department. I was about 17 years old. And the publisher said, Stan, do you think you can take care of things until I find a grown-up to hire? Well, when you're 17, what do you know? I said, sure, I can handle it. And he forgot. He, comics were so unimportant, he probably forgot about it. The next thing I knew, I was the head writer and the editor, and I was buying the stories and writing the stories and having a lot of fun. And I, I loved working with the artists and other writers. It, I enjoyed it, and I, I was wrapped. I stayed there ever since. And I, I still haven't written that novel, so we'd better cut this panel short. I want to go home and start on it. Thank you. Sorry it was such a long answer. No, it was a great answer. We are getting down to about five minutes left. I just want to give everyone a little bit of a heads up. Yeah, so we are going to take a question each side. It's not her well, fault that you, you don't have to boo her. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, uh, Stan, I just want to say thank you. And I want to thank you for the opportunity now because once in 1977, uh, I went up to Marvel Comics when it was, I think, still on 333 Madison. I went to your offices to see if I could take you out to lunch. And the secretary said uh, you weren't in at the time. So thank you. And my question is, uh, when you were working in that office, do you have any idea that comics would go the way that went? Did I ever dream the comics becomes a hell no. In fact, we used to, by the way, did you say you owe me a lunch? <laughs> Happy to take you out this time. All right. We used to, 
we got all the original pages of artwork back from the printer after the books were printed. And we used to give them away. A guy would come up to bring a sandwich from the drugstore. We'd say, on your way back, will you take this artwork? We have no place to put it. And the printer always sent us extra comic books. And the same thing, we'd throw them away or we'd give them to anybody who came up to the office. We had no idea that comics would ever become so big. There'd be conventions like this. I'd be sitting with a beautiful girl on a couch and I'd have all of you people listening. Even You'd want to go home, but you figure it'll look bad to get up and look speech. So I never figured all this would happen. Thank you. Uh, hello, when you were a kid, you actually think that comics are going to be this big, and did you think you would write all the superheroes that you'd have? The second part of the question, one more time. Um, when you were a kid, you would have wrote all, all super done? When you did. I'm going to show you I can answer a question briefly. No. <laughs> no, I never did. Okay, thank you. We're going to go ahead and take one more on each side, since those were quick answers. Go ahead. Hi, Stan the Man. I'm Rick from Chicago. Uh, over the years, you've created so many iconic characters. I was wondering, were there any that uh, didn't really take off that you really wished did? Believe it or not, I can't think of any that didn't take off. They, they all did pretty well, I'm happy to say. And, um, and every one of them, even Ant-Man, are becoming movies. So it, it, it's an amazing situation, but they're all, they're all doing pretty well. I hope I can do as well here on the stage as they're doing in the, in the comic book stores. You are. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jason. Uh, I live in Crown Point, Indiana. I want to know what was your favorite cameo to do, and do you think secret identities or no secret identities better? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. Years ago, when I was working on the comics that much, I thought to myself, why do all the heroes have to have costumes and secret identities? <clears throat> and I tried one or two that didn't have them, and I never even published them, but people in the office said, no, you can't, they gotta have superhero costumes. And even the Fantastic Four, when I started in the first issue, they didn't have costumes. And I got all this fan mail from readers saying, we love the Fantastic Four, but we'll never buy another copy if you don't give them costumes. So I don't know why, but the comic book fan seems to love a superhero that either has a strange look, a costumed look, or some sort of a power that qualifies as a costume and like the, with the Hulk I couldn't give him a costume so I had to give him different colored skin I made it green made it gray in the beginning but the printer couldn't pr print get gray very well we changed it I'm like God hey I don't like your skin being gray it's green you know I just do anything when you're a writer you kill people you bring them back to life it's amazing the power you have as a writer thank you and last question over here Hello, my name is Dom Shab, and my question, um, out of all the characters you have made, which one, what power would you like to have? Well, believe it or not, the reason I sold that television show in England called Stanley's Lucky Man, I think the greatest power in the world would be luck. Because if you had perfect luck, then everything would come to you. If a guy shot at you, he'd miss. If you wanted to accomplish something, you would, because you're lucky. Luck is really the greatest power you could have. However, it's hard to make a good superhero lucky, because there's no uniform, there's no costume you'd need to be lucky, and there's no nothing pictorial, nothing that the artist could draw that would be exciting. He's just a lucky guy. So that's why we have to put him on television, and he'll probably never be a comic <laughs> Thank you. And thank you guys so much for joining us here in the main stage at C2E2 2015. Please give it up for the man himself.
himself, Mr. Stanley. Thank you. Thank you. Before I go, Excelsior! WDW Tiki Room event coverage made possible by Halloween Express. For Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars costumes, visit HalloweenExpress.com. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Book your Disney vacation or cruise today. Jedi Mouseketeer. Geeky news from the universe of Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars at www.JediMouseketeer.com. DiningAtDisney.com. The happiest plate on earth. Dining tips and more at DiningAtDisney.com. WDW After Dark. The weekly webcast for adult Disney fans at www.wdwafterdark.com and Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long at srsounds.com. This program is made possible by MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Kristen has got a deal for you. Free dining is back. For more details or to get a free quote, visit MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Book your Disney, Universal, or cruise today. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Generation is here. The new Sorcerer Radio app, version 4.0. Take your favorite Disney Park music and SR shows with you everywhere you go. The new Sorcerer Radio app, version 4.0. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. We went back to the drawing board with an all new design and features that you've been asking for. To infinity and beyond! All new design, daily schedule page, Sorcerer Radio Disney News page. Keep on screen, sleep timer, screen lock display, Bluetooth display, visual buffer, iOS 8 compatible, iPad compatible, optimized for the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, coming soon to Android. And the best part, it's free. Download. The new Sorcerer Radio app, version 4.0. Downloaded for free. Thank you for traveling with us. All Disney music all day long. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. The WDW Tiki Room with Kristen and Al John. I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on Nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago. No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. SRSounds.com. It's always great to have Mr. Stanley on the show. Once again, I would thank you so much to Reed Pop uh, for having us cover the event. The C2E2 convention was great. If you want to see all the cosplay videos and all the celebrity pictures I was able to gather, feel free to visit my website, thejedimouseketeer.com. That's where you can find me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Jedi Mouse Gatier. Kristen, where can people find you? At diningatdisney.com. On Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram, it's Dining at Disney. And make sure you download the Dining at Disney podcast. That's right. It's available via iTunes, and you can watch it on YouTube as well. Yes, very neat. The Dining at Disney podcast. Um, you can also download highlights of this show at www.tgroom.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, we want you to hear all those great celebrity interviews we've had over the years and more audio from C2E2 to come. As I mentioned last week, uh, you're going to hear on Source of Radio uh, audio from Ming-Na Wen, who plays um, the 
Calvary on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Melinda May. She's awesome. And also Agent Carter herself, Miss uh, Haley Atwell, who also played uh, Cinderella's mother in the latest Disney live-action film. So you're going to hear from them next week on the show. And uh, yeah, just be sure to tune in for more great celebrity interviews and more convention coverage. We've got uh, Star Wars Weekends coming up really soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Kristen, of course, has got uh, more Disney dining news coming up. You can also get more of the adult side of uh, Disney with our talks at www.afterdark.com. That podcast with Mr. Jeff Davis and Eric Allen joins me and Kristen for more great fun. Talking about the Disney parks in an extended format show this past week that almost went on for two hours. Amazing. <laughs> How did Jeff and Eric do it? Our segment was only like five minutes long. Who knows? <laughs> well, I tell you what, thank you for uh, spending some time with us today and, of course, listening to Sorcerer Radio and all of our great programs that you love. Stars and Motor Cars on Saturday night with Krista and Tony, and um, that's always a lot of fun. Producer Nate, we also have Rebel Force Radio for Star Wars fans and Mighty Marvel Geeks with Eric and Mike. So, uh, for more details on that, once again, log on to srsounds.com for the complete schedule. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And, and we'll, we'll see you real soon. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Go and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming of Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast, coming soon. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth.